Welcome back everybody to our podcast and this is episode 3. It'll be an unusual episode insofar as it doesn't look at one individual emotion but a combination of a lot of things. And I'm again constrained in the time so I'm going to give you just the bare bones around it. Now to begin this episode I'm going to play you a song that I believe will give you a start to where I'm going or at least where I want you to go and while it's playing I'd like you to ask yourself a couple of questions where do I come from what's my background my heritage my history who are my ancestors and finally do they whether it's background ancestors or history or heritage Have they any bearing on who I am today, in how I behave or how I speak? Where do I go in myself to connect? In a world that only I know It's a place where only I go There's a child It's your voice, your stage, tell the truth About change and unity too If we stand for peace we have won Sing these songs with freedom's drum That song is called Heartbeats 
and it's by a an Irish singer called Ava McMahon. And she sings or has sung in the past f with Anuna and Celtic Woman. And although she would have written it for something probably completely different, uh, if I remember correctly, for me, it's about connecting in with that inner self. Um, the heartbeat being that we are all one, past, present and future. So, as we know in, in recent years, the human need to relate or connect with our past has really gathered uh, a new level with the development in science and technology, especially around DNA. Now, these developments have given new insights for those who are often very sceptical of non-material or non-scientific interconnectedness. So, who are those ancestors of ours? Well, they're all those who appear in our family tree, who are remembered or named, but also those whom we have formed a bond through our chosen family, whether that's through our natural birth family or through adoption. And of course, there are those in our family tree or distant family relatives that are unnamed, that we know nothing about, and from an age where there are no records. If you think about it, our ancestry makes a connectedness from the very beginnings of mankind itself through our shared origins on the African continent. So ancestral awareness does connect us to all those who have come and gone from before. Here's a little bit of technical thing for you to, gi to give you a, a study reference. There is a term. Now, give me a second to get this right epigenetics or above the genome which basically is a study of how genes interact with the environment to determine expression. It reveals the aspects of lived experience that is inheritable. Now what that basically means is that what was experienced by our ancestors can and is handed down through the generations, right down to who and where we are right now at this present moment. And in today's world, we can actually see where a very profound legacy of intergenerational trauma around colonialism has been handed down. For example, the native genocide and slavery, racism, all of that. And at the present time, and no matter if we want to excuse it or not, it, it's in some way we have, we live in a world that is disconnected and divided by race, gender, class, faith. Now all of these are man-made or human constraints for want of a better word. So the question arises then, in what way did our ancestors embody those experiences? How were they harmed and how did they uphold those constraints? For our part of healing those constraints we must force to understand where they come from. How many of you have ever looked at relatives going back further than your great-grandparents? If you can start to trace your history you begin to understand where you come from. We can do this quite easily in today's world if we really want to and in the end we can begin to understand and heal the negative energy that has been passed down the line to each of us.
Have you ever heard somebody saying to a child or an adolescent, oh, the granny will never be dead while she's alive? Or he's so like his father when he does that. To give you an example of this, when, when we were children, we used to watch um, the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, it was very different back then. But because of our past and being colonised by the British for so long, even when it comes to that, we used to say, we don't care if we come second last, providing the British are last. Or when we'd be watching the, um, the horse show in Dublin, and you'd have the British against the Irish and a few more countries. It was always, if the Irish knock a fence, the British better knock too. Where did that hatred come from? Where did that disagreement come from? From our past. It's been handed on. So we need to look at these things and be aware that it's possible. When we acknowledge, we heal. And in acknowledging and healing our ancestral life, we can free up the possibility of both our present life, our past life and the future generation. In trying to heal our ancestral baggage, so to speak, means an act of radical self-care and self-love. Because by putting our attention towards our ancestral lineage, we can actually connect with the beauty, the resilience, the strength and the greatness of those who've gone before us. We can also gain the help and support from the healthy and the loving ancestors. By doing this, we not only begin to integrate those gifts and be able to, I suppose, give care and healing to others in their extended family as well as ourselves but also forgiveness to those who have gone before us, especially if they've had gone before us with baggage, that they weren't able to let go of before they left this world. So I suppose we, loosely termed, cannot just repair the past and the present, but actively forge a new energy, I suppose an energy dream for the future. In other words, if we honour the cycle of life and death in our present life, we will be able to acknowledge that we become the ancestors of the future. I read uh, a quote recently from, now let me get his name right, Robin Wall Kimmer, where he asks, how do we engage with the lands on which we live as they are the lands from which we will be the ancestors? Lands that we want to remember us with gratitude. In order to be a good ancestor, we must first practice establishing an ancestral practice. If we have any ancestral religious practices, or at least a reverent practice in our past, exploring and practicing them is a very good start. For example, I'm a Catholic, therefore I grew up with lighting candles for family and friends that had passed on, visiting graves and bringing flowers. However, after spending time during my family, doing my family history, I also discovered that I'm part Norse or Scandinavian, meaning Viking. So I started to look into their practices of Celtic tradition, which also happens to be my Irish heritage. And I discovered a practice of ritual with great meaning. And it can, I suppose, be integrated with my present life. So for the likes of celebrating, celebrating the Feast of All Hallows, which coincides with the Catholic Feast of All Saints and All Souls. 
Now I know they were pagans. And just to let you know, I haven't gone back to paganism. But I like to think that my past and my history has made me who I am today and has given me the reverence of that time towards my dead, towards those who have passed on. And I've put it together with my belief of today. Like having the spring equinox. Now, most people think of that as witches and goblins and ghouls and all that. But actually, it's not. It's a welcoming ritual. It's about welcoming growth back into the land. So, so that we can have good growth and food to help us survive. Sometimes I think when we don't understand something, we label it. And as we know from personal experiences, labels can stick like mud even when the belief is the opposite. I suppose what I'm saying is it's about taking the good from our past and joining it with the good we have today and letting go of everything else that does not give us the fullness of life in the present moment. So what do we do with all this information? Well, I've got a couple of tips uh, for those of you who want to start the journey into healing the past. One, get to know who you are and where you come from. Try beginning a family tree. And to give you another little tip, there's a free, um, on myheritage.com, there's a download of a family tree builder. Put everything you have onto it, all the dates, everything. Start building your tree. Society at present is trying to gain back what we call community living and you know looking out for our neighbors and looking after the elderly where does that come from our past how can we gain it back by understanding where it comes from where we come from the other site is ancestry.com obviously um that's the one i'm, I'm actually with both of them um, and i've discovered so many relatives that i never knew even existed that I'm finding out so much. I'm also finding a few skeletons in the closet, which I think is hilarious. I even took the DNA test. I think it was 79 euro. Um, I think it's actually cheaper now. And it's amazing what comes from that. That's how I learned I was partially Norse or Scandinavian. Now, regardless of your religion, your spiritual tradition or practices, or lack thereof, there are so many ways to connect with our ancestral patterns. For example, those of you who are in the practical and scientific mind may be exploring your DNA. By doing that, it opens up your lineage. Our ancestral connection is a gift and a birthright and a privilege. So why would we not want to be part of that? Now, of course, there will be some people who will poo-poo it as a new age thing. Some people will poo-poo it because it's an excuse not to look at themselves or their past, only being interested in the present world that they live. Others poo-poo it because of fear. Fear of finding faults or behaviours in themselves that they don't like. And yet others fear it because they would have to acknowledge that they are not as unique as they thought they were. 
However, fear is not a reason, but an excuse. And it's one that can stop us from learning who we are in today's world. So that they might have to change, and believe it or not, people are afraid of change. Really, I hear you say. Hmm. Would you believe me if I said that there was research done which indicates there can be a boost in cognitive performance, which is related basically to an active reflection on family history? Really? Mm-hmm. So what can help us with ancestral healing? Well, naturally, the first one is learn about your family history. Two, start asking questions of your living relatives about what they remember about their parents. Three, gain as much information as possible. Four, when you're ready, get somebody to journey with you through the healing journey and the next part of the process. Learn to stand in proxy to forgive all previous hurts. This means that you stand for your family through a visualisation and offer forgiveness on behalf of the family to your ancestors. But you must also ask forgiveness as well for the living members who may not be aware of their baggage that they actually carry from their ancestral background. Now this work can be done privately. It doesn't mean you have to gather the whole of the family, all the living members of your family in a circle and start chanting. No. It's about taking the journey. It's a personal journey. It's about standing in proxy for the family. You don't have to tell them that you're doing this. It's a personal journey. But I strongly recommend starting to learn about where you come from. Who were your family? Who were your ancestors? What were they like? What time did they live in? And I know people will say, well, what's that got to do with today? Hello? We behave from something we know. And therefore, we have to heal what doesn't help us live a full life. I would like to thank Babs for sending in that request and for asking the question that she asked. I hope this has been of some help to you and I hope it will spur on other people to do a little bit of digging into their history. It's fun as well as anything else. Please have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Stay well. Namaste.